Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Parker, what do we watch? Uh, uh, something about... Tune in next week for Blue Beetle. (laughs) Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm busy. So yeah. came up. I'm also busy. Only takes two. Just text me your game of games bets for week two. Right. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I take all those. the teams that won. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I can't believe you guys hired a mentalist just so you could escape the pyramid. That'd be such a good bit. <laughs> I, I know Left. the mentalist oh, he turned wrong. Actually, he didn't. <laughs> he found the Millennium Puzzle. Um, Fuck you guys, <laughs> guys! I I don't want to I don't want to spoil too much for later. But, yeah. Uh, at the end of the the pyramid is not in fact the Millennium Puzzle. It is the Eye of Horus. So, <laughs> of course. Oh, good. Even better. Okay. So. And also the Millennium Puzzle. Okay. Before we get to random movie, Talons of the Eagle. Whatever. We'll talk about that. Parker, do we have any news for this week? Anything important? Well, guys, in the world of you know they say death comes in threes. Yes. First, Jimmy Buffett. Then Mr. Smashmouth guy, and of course, the gobbledygooker has been found dead. <laughs> so if we could just have a moment of silence and fire twenty-one guns. Even the gobbledygooker, all twenty-one cannons. Yeah. <laughs> the other two have been mourned already on this long Labor Day weekend. But I feel like the gooker didn't get his respect. <laughs> I, I posted about that in the work slack, and I didn't get fired yet. So you know, no. dude, I can't believe there's a gif of the gobbledygooker on GIF search on Twitter. I was so excited. You know what? You should have expected that because like a lot of wrestle nerds use Twitter. So yeah, but there was like exactly one. I figured that there would either be enough wrestle bros I mean, for it to be like fifteen or zero. I mean, that's the one iconic shot. So that should be like that should be on like that. I didn't, I didn't see that this shot at WrestleMania shot, seventeen. Yeah. That I mean, that's the same thing as like Martin Sheen rising from the water in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> the egg hatching. Yeah. Which, by the way, perfect usage of like using that with the claw. That's so good. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no, don't take a knee. Stand. <laughs> So, the, you know when they say every episode is someone's first episode? <laughs> well, good news is it's not this <laughs> first and last. It's a little person. So I like to hear my Yoda. Imagine what it sounded like when that egg hatched. It probably sounded something like this. <laughs> Why is it so? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I Do you guys also imagine it's Fat Bastard playing the bagpipes? Yes, every time. Uh, uh, I mean, who else plays the bagpipes? <laughs> don't answer that. This is so. I don't, I don't know. So we're good. Yeah. You know, 
sometimes you just forget how fragile life really is, and then you get yeah. these wake-up calls. <laughs> oh, there we go. Speaking of... <laughs> Would you set this as your alarm to wake up for the elevator? No, because I know Sorry, they're only 21, and I can go back to sleep. 21 times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like you said, the worst thing to ever happen to a Guerrero. <laughs> you guys should just play this when I sleep through the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, you check your voicemail as 21 <laughs> cannon shots. Hang on, so hang what on. number are I we at, I can't sign audio. Uh, I have to check all of these. That was eight. <laughs> that's impossible. Hang on, let me check. Were you counting? No, no that's, that's but it's, more than eight. I eighteen. But you didn't. And yet, I counted only eight. <laughs> you weren't listening close enough. laterally enough. I was looking at that hatched yeah, I egg. I was that. thinking about the circle. Unlistenable. <laughs> <laughs> we can just phone this one in. No one's making it past this. <laughs> Put like a fucking discount code at the end, so uh, we'll know in two months when only Josh. <laughs> well, if there's a discount code, he's gonna sniff it out. God bless. Him. Oh yeah, he's gonna know that before we do it. Hold on, I just heard my doorbell. Hey, I'm gonna know. How many did I put in here? Oh yeah, 21. Please. Okay, so anyway, no, we're done. It would be ridiculous if we did any more. Shout out to everyone who plays this while driving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a terrible day. Shout out to Dan's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Hope she's keeping the car in the lane. Okay, so oh God, uh, if you wait long enough to edit this, they'll have to do this. They'll have to listen to this in like three feet of snow, dude. No, yeah, that's right. And yeah. honey, that's why these three men are coming to our wedding to celebrate our special day. <laughs> I had to invite them. Oh my god. Yeah, right. Let me let me let me see if we can rent a cannon in Michigan. I mean we have to I'm be I think I've just got them laying yes. around, right? Yeah. I'm not going if we can't. <laughs> Tell we can bring one from here. Okay. Chris, right, I'm sure you yeah. have all sorts of surplus from your uh your loser state. I, I have so. a connection. It's okay. Alright, so uh next up, uh Jerks of the Week. Oh fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Uh, oh yeah. you right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what did I do wrong? What, did I annoy everyone? Uh, my jerk of the week. Um, look, we all say things that, you know, sometimes they go a little bit over the line. Uh, Alex, you telling me that you'd rather eat pizza with a Midwesterner. That really hurt my feelings. It's <laughs> 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 the meanest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> I knew I had to cut right through that bullshit. I don't I remember just, what you said, but I was, I was like, at work just sitting, sitting on, down right now. I was sitting on the toilet, and I, I think I let out a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How could you? We've been through if, so I could, if I could just say, like, right now, I, I got a surrogate jerk of the week is all you guys. My, I We told my dad about this. My dad's like, you oh people my were arguing. My, my dad was seriously like, you guys were, hour, were arguing for, like, an hour about pizza? What the fuck is wrong with you people? They called me a dad. <laughs> well, I mean, he clearly likes Papa John's the best for obvious reasons. Actually, you can't stand Papa John's. That's a fucking third act. Not since he apologized. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. I forgot that's, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, who would just yeah. listen to people argue about inane yeah. shit for hours? <laughs> hey, Dad, what's on TV again? Oh, sick. <laughs> cool. I mean, he's not, he's not going to travel more than two miles for anything, so. They're like, who drank Bud Light? <laughs> I don't know, Dad. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
my jerk of the week is uh, something that probably could have gone in the news section. However, I feel I feel like I'm madder about this than it is newsworthy. So I'm just going to read you guys a headline here. Okay. Great British Bake Off scraps oh. national themed weeks for new series after fans slam casual racism. Hello. We used to be a real country. Well, they didn't. Well, I, well, I know. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, us. We should. Okay. We can should you... start a war to make them do one of these stupid like German weeks or something. Yeah. Maybe if you could give it the, the proper like framing, could you read it in like a British accent? Uh, only if we honor our dead the way that they do in merry old England with a 21 cannon salute. <laughs> okay. No! Sounds no! So, there we go. <laughs> Alright, read the headline. Oi! Great British Bake Off takes the piss out of me knickers. <laughs> oh, oh, for, <laughs> for new schedule after, after the hooligans slam... <laughs> Uh, I'm out of British words, Yeah, I know. I, I, the biggest mistake of my life, asking Alex to do a voice. Okay, so uh, let's uh, let's get into what Wait, we're so you could have just free, turned buddy. that off the whole time. Yeah, probably. Anyway, What so... the fuck? <laughs> I am proper chuffed right now. Same. I feel like a real nonce. Whoa, I, all right, hold up, hold up. If we know what nonce means now, we should probably not call. Yeah. That's a top five moment of this year for me. Is <laughs> Learn what that word meant. But that's the first part of the show we're going to cut. It's <laughs> a real N-word on this show. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess we can get into what we watched recently. Um, as we had a couple weeks off, so uh, we watched a lot, or at least I watched a lot. And uh, <laughs> good news, most of what I watched is kind of shitty, so I'm just not going to talk about most of it. Oh, that's um, new. Okay, you watch so bad the stuff first all one. The, time. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the first one I feel like talking about, like, just trying to make it like maybe as possible here is: you guys ever see uh, the Robin Williams movie One Hour Photo? Uh, forever and ever and ever ago. Yeah, but you I saw you've, the like trailer like a hundred times. Yeah, yeah you've like heard of it, right? You're, you're like familiar yeah. with the thing. Uh, so this is actually pretty good. And that's it. It is not great. This I don't think this could ever be considered a great movie, which is weird because I keep can I, I keep hearing about this as like some sort of like cult hit. We're like, oh, Robin Williams says you've never seen him before. He's a bad guy. I'm like, I just saw Insomnia, so not really outside of his wheelhouse. Basic idea here is he's like a photo tech at a Walmart, and that's a real career opportunity. I guess it was back in 2002, and. His old job is just developing photos, which uh, we used to have to do back in that era. And he developed photos for uh, a family. And he figures out that that family has is having some issues, and he has nothing in his life. And he gets way too into being their photo technician. He kind of ingratiates himself into their lives in a way, in a way that's very, very creepy. And there's a lot that's really good here, and there's some subtlety at play, but ultimately, I think he's a lot better. His, his performance is better, I think, in Insomnia. Uh, this does some things very well, but ultimately, it doesn't really say a whole lot, I guess. I, I think if you were to watch it, uh, for Parker, if you were to watch it again, which I don't think you want to do, I don't think anyone wants to do... Well, I haven't logged it, gotta do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, yeah I can only imagine how that feels. 
like it's a good movie, but it's it's not fantastic. Uh, it's better than most Robin Williams movies, which uh, says a lot about his filmography. But uh, oh, you don't like RV <laughs> or the movie where he becomes president? I think. Oh was God, that, I thought you were doing yeah. his initials like Harry and Meghan for a second. <laughs> I realized it's a V, not a W. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, P, next movie that I watched is... Fuck yourself, <laughs> how about that? Hey, Josh. What a quaint era where it's just like, P. hey. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Hey, you see this guy is normally in funny movies? Well, this time... He's scary. And it's yeah. like, oh my god, this is insane. Man, you guys like half of those Jim Carrey movies. <laughs> like, which one of Glass Houses. Yeah. Well, I wait, like wait, number 23 for very yeah, different I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Which scary Jim Carrey movie do I like him in? Well, let me show it's you, let me show you the numbers. My head. I was it's mostly okay. flaming Parker. But. Yeah. yeah, which is well, acceptable. I mean, I I'm the horror it. expert, so I don't Anyway, so that's uh, fair. You yeah, know, I wouldn't want to assault your credentials. I apologize. You're as the uh, resident expert on accents. I uh, understand exactly how you feel right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of uh, Alex, uh, try to not do that anymore. I watched a movie that Alex likes a whole lot, and uh, <laughs> I also like a whole lot. And Parker, I don't think you have this one logged. Change that tonight. This is a 2004 movie called Born to Fight. Holy Hell yes, shit. dude. Let's go. <laughs> Parker, I know you're like, oh, I have to work. I have to go to my job. I have to make money to, you know, pay the rent. No. You have to watch Born to Fight. Now, it's important to watch it the right way. A lot of people like to watch movies in the theater. They're designed for No. You watch it on YouTube. You watch it in right. 240p. And you're good. Okay? This is oh, it's this a... movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. This movie. Yeah. This is, uh, the story, no. These are John Wick level stunts, like, uh, Mad Max Fury Road level stunts, and, uh, the Kung Fu is basically, like, uh, a couple grades below the raid. This should be enough to lock you in. These are the stunts that make you say, holy shit, how did no one die? And then you watch, like, the end credits, like, uh, the outtakes and stuff, and you're like, Oh my god, they came so close to dying multiple times. Dude, I like I literally just watched a NASCAR car flip over like three dozen times like last week. And I was way less worried about that dude live watching it happen than I was these extras in this twenty year old movie. Yeah. Like, it is insane. Like the the scene with the car? How the fuck is he alive? I, How the fuck I'm did that happen? I'm pretty sure they actually pushed that guy under a car. Yeah. Like, this I, is... <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. This is the thing about spectacle. I, I mentioned this in the in the uh, the Jackass Four review is that that is spectacle. You, it's like you're going to the circus. You're seeing something that you're pretty sure couldn't possibly happen. Then you see you're like, I I can't believe I just saw that. This is born to fight, and spectacle is one of these things that it's part of the human spirit. You seek this stuff out. You're never going to see another movie that's quite like Born to Fight. It is. I think it's by the same guy who did uh, Ong Bak, right? I don't know. The, the Thai <laughs> movie? Yeah. Uh, Parker, I know what Ong Bak is. I just I'm, have I'm talking to Parker. Parker knows Ong Bak, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's I don't know Born out. to Fight, though. Anyway. But I will. <laughs> Dude, it's... Don't worry. It's on YouTube. Watch the YouTube version because it's in 240p. That's the ideal intended version, okay? Don't pay money for this movie. Uh, just donate money to Thailand. They could use it. Well, yeah, but but yeah, I. I go ahead. <laughs> now, 
from it was not it was not gonna be a <laughs> it was not be a good joke it was not yeah. gonna be nice. this is this is one of those movies that like has very much the oeuvre of something that could be an episode however if we did an episode on it we would just sit here talking about how cool it was and yeah was pretty much so just yeah. watch it yourself yeah like if you like the movies we talk about in the show watch born fight it's yeah. very 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 good this is one of the ones where we saw a brief uh, alex and i went to the theater for universal soldier four or five or whatever Thanks a lot. Thanks, Parker. Yeah, and uh, I didn't tell you to go to the theater. The, the whole, or maybe I did. I don't like remember. the best part of the whole experience was like the pre-show. They showed a brief scene from Born to Fight, which is fucking great. So, uh, more of that. I this movie is wonderful, and if you haven't seen Born to Fight, then don't worry about it. No one knows about this movie. It's like the best action movie that no one has ever heard of. However, now that you're listening to this, you're one of the several millions of people listening to this podcast, go seek out Born to Fight on www.youtube.com. That's mentalism right there, by the way, folks. That's correct. I'm going to cut that. Okay, so the next movie that I watched <laughs> is... Uh, don't give away the secret. <laughs> if you tell people how the magic works, it doesn't work. Uh, this one's actually kind of interesting to me, uh, specifically for literally the first frame of this movie. This is a French movie called, and it's on the list, Parker, stay in. This is called oh. They Came Back. And the first frame of this movie is a whole bunch of old people walking out of a cemetery. We have had so many fucking zombie movies. We have had so many movies, oh, the dead walk the earth. And no one's ever really thought about a, a really creative way. It's like, well, what if the dead came back to life? These these people are alive again, and they just get out of their coffins and walk. And they're not biting. They're not trying to suck people's blood or eat people's brains or something like that. They're just alive again. What do you do in that circumstance? This is good speculative fiction. And... I have to admit, I, I thought it was kind of funny in a way. The French people were like, what if they want their jobs back? And they go back to the factory. And the whole movie is trying to contend with this. And there's some deep themes here about what is this person that you mentally have to put away. And, and again, I've brought this up before, but like uh, I lost my mother a, a long time ago. And mentally I have to sort of put that away. She is gone. She's in the past. And if she were to come back, all of a sudden, it'd be it'd be impossible for me to be able to deal with because I, I've already put that away. It's already gone. And these are people who have to deal with it again. And, and it sort of works in that kind of section of the brain. And I like that. It's interesting. The unfortunate part is that this is an A-plus concept. It's an A-plus conceit and a C-minus execution. They don't really go anywhere with it. They don't really do anything with it. And is that enough to get you to watch it? I would argue yes, because the, the concept is that good. And I think it's worth at least seeking out, because maybe you would enjoy it even more than I did. But the odds of that are not particularly strong, because I all the other reviews I've seen are people like, oh, they just didn't execute it just right. I don't know, maybe I just like the concept, so I don't know. Uh, what else did I watch? Oh, <laughs> I'll uh, make these next ones as quick as I can. Uh, the Fountain by Darren Aronofsky, which I had never seen. Get him. Get him. <laughs> I like, you don't have to do this. I liked it. So, uh, 
I'm in good shape on this one. This one's actually pretty good. Score one for Darren. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I have to admit, I, I was in a situation where it's just like, do I fucking hate this guy just because of mother? <laughs> and, uh... Yeah. Fair. Very fair to hate this guy just because of mother. That movie fucking sucks dick. However, the... <laughs> <laughs> so fucking bad. Dude, I don't know. Oh my wanna... <laughs> god, it's so bad. Yeah. It, you know what I was actually thinking about, Darren Aronofsky, is, like, mate, are his movies just, like, see Dick and Jane run for, like, retards or something? You know? Like, it's... <laughs> it, it's kind of... It kind of feels like that on a, on a couple of occasions. But anyway, The Fountain is slightly more esoteric than that. There is a clear... There's a clear case of where the allegory is going, but then it gets so confused in the third act that, like, whoever's watching it, even the normies have to go huh, I have to go home and I have to actually think for a little bit. And I think that's a good sign. Uh, two leads are Hugh Jackman and Rachel Wise. Rachel Wise is so beautiful, they have to hide her behind, like, a lattice for, like, a third of the movie. It's, it's like, absurd. And Hugh Jackman... Look, everyone loves Hugh Jackman, right? This is maybe one of his best roles. I, I don't know, maybe... Uh, Parker, what's that comic book movie you like so much where he's good in it? Superman or something? He's good. Look, don't patronize me just because I haven't seen this Darren Aronofsky movie. Spider-Man. It's all I, uh, point laugh for the loser who didn't see the fountain. Fuck is it, you. Is it Luther? I, I, <laughs> I have a buddy who once used the term fake high IQ around me and has just been lodged in my vocabulary for the last decade. And Darren Aronofsky is literally the first thing that comes to mind when I say the words fake high IQ. I think that's fair. I, I really think that's a very fair way to describe him. I I wonder if he feels uh, that his movies are high IQ. Uh, probably. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if like he looks at the critics at like Cannes Film Festival and goes like, So, do you get it? Uh, this is, Requiem for a Dream is about addiction. No one knew. Uh, except he's doing it in like the Bronx accent, being like, so, okay, so, like, I was uh, thinking, you know, and, uh, like, you know, they do that. I don't know why I did, like, a Canadian accent there, but, like, fucking whatever. Uh, Close enough, man. Yeah, I, Again, as the go-to guy on accents. Actually, so on, here's what's fucked up, is he has a cameo role in this movie, and he doesn't do the Bronx accent. It's really weird. I don't, I don't know. Piece of shit. I I'm know, not watching right? it. Yeah. Uh, the Fountain's good. It's it's a good movie. I had a very good time with this. I think it's uh, it's worth your time. And if you hate it, totally understandable i think this is a love it or hate it sort of movie unlike uh mother whereas if you love it then uh fuck you <laughs> next one is uh <laughs> i love that it's one of like three movies that's just like hey man it's cool to like a movie you know everything's fine it's like no if you like that or ready player one no yeah seriously hate you dude. in public i i, I had uh, someone that i like i got along with who said they like ready player one i haven't spoken to them in three weeks so i'll keep that that way all right, next one is from You the could list. get so much show content from that guy. I could, or I could kill him. It's so also the next content. movie that... Oh, hang on, i got to play the... God damn. Yes, who died? <laughs> <laughs> this guy who I'm going to kill, like Larry Player One. Never mind, that's just not <laughs> Okay, so... The, the next movie that the I watched... The fact that you can just can't turn it off <laughs> before a single cannon goes off. You can just be like, all right, enough of that. I could have, but like, yet, well, I would have had to start over so we get to 21. Don't be ridiculous. Okay, so the next... <laughs> next movie I watched is a movie from the list. Parker keeps making me watch these movies. I hate it so much. This is Parker's a mentalist. I know. <laughs> he tricked me to watch. 
how pissed off would you be if you realized a mentalist made you watch a thousand horror movies? I don't know. I, like, I think cut I would back. Be it's just me spinning a pizza box, telling you completely. <laughs> He's got a fucking pocket watch, facing backwards, tricking me into watching. All the boys love Mandy Lane. Sure, is, take your word for it. Yeah, this is by Jonathan Levine. Ooh. Oh, no one's ever heard of is. this asshole. He's the same guy who did Fifty Fifty and nothing else of note. Uh, did you guys even watch Fifty Fifty? I didn't watch Fifty Fifty. No, I wouldn't yeah. want to watch a movie about a guy with cancer. Yeah, why would I want to watch a movie? Okay, as so, a survivor, um, we hear your story yeah, and we support you. We're right. happy you've devoted your newfound life to watching All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. Yeah, how much <laughs> I have left is All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. So, stupid-ass story here. The basic idea is there is a girl named Mandy Lane in the movie called All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. And she's played by Amber Heard, who somehow built a career off this. She's fucking horrible in this movie. If I if she put this on a resume, I was like a caster to be like, no, get out. You can't even be an extra in this. You can't act. Worse than Aquaman? Yes. Uh, oh, easily. She's fucking terrible in this movie, dude. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, the basic idea is uh, she is like the, uh, I guess in Texas they call her the belle of the ball or whatever. She's like <laughs> an attractive girl and cool or something. She's not really. I think like there's a, just like only one there. Yeah, she's not really like a party gal or anything. But uh, anyway, she's invited by all of her asshole classmates. These are like the worst. Parker, this is maybe a thing. As my horror intern, you would understand this. You watch. I'm like your a, understudy. Yeah, <laughs> understudy. <laughs> <laughs> intern. Anyway, so like you watch a horror movie and like they set up these characters. Usually they do this in slashers and these are characters like you kind of want them to get killed because they're so annoying and obnoxious and stuff you're like oh please kill this guy then they get gutted and you're just like good they're so horrible in this movie that you don't even care you just want the movie to end whatever they get killed they survive who gives a shit they're just so irritating they're just awful in this one and uh, I'm going to spoil the end of this because it's really annoying. Uh, she gets invited by all of them to like a farm. I think it's the same farmhouse from like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which, uh, Parker, if that's how kids in Texas party, uh, I'm glad I grew up in, you know, anywhere else. Because <laughs> that's fucking lame. Uh, if you're asking me uh, how people partied, I got news <laughs> I for guess you. maybe that's <laughs> like, yeah. The only party I was in was yeah. on Xbox Live, but dude, <laughs> we were getting it. So they're playing uh, 3D Ultra Mini Golf, and uh, they keep oh, getting picked man, off one by talk. one. Someone lays I down hope an oil I would trap die first. And, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just please, just kill me off first in that one. Everybody think I rage quit. I'll be really yeah, embarrassed. Exactly. <laughs> so they all get, they all get picked off one by one, and uh, the final girl, who's not Mandy Lance, a different girl. Uh, she's trying to avoid this one. Uh, he's like a kind of a nerdy guy who was like friends with her at the beginning, and he can like convince a guy to kill himself for Mandy Lance because he's drunk. It's it doesn't make sense when I say it. And it doesn't make sense in the movie. Anyway, she runs into Mandy Lane's arms. Oops. Oh, no, she was the killer the whole time. Uh, and she... <laughs> Sounds really good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she, so she... That sounds like one of the top 1,000 horror movies. Yeah. Yes, it does. I... It's just fucking bad all around. I, and everyone says, yeah, this is really creative, unique, and original. 
it's not. <laughs> the people, I like the people who are like, yeah, it's just like funny games. And they're like smiling and they're happy because this movie's like one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. So uh, please don't watch All the Boys Love Manny Lane. Parker, you'd probably like it. Uh, next one here. You know, you can try and get your shots in just because you made yourself <laughs> watch it. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Thank you. All right. Just because I'm ahead of you on the list. <laughs> <laughs> This competition stopped like three years ago, man. You gotta stop this. <laughs> Once COVID hit, you should be like, yeah, I can just watch like 40 of these a day. It's like, all right, I guess you win, dude. What do I win? You haven't been in an okay, office since so- like 2019. Fuck you. That's, that's actually true. Next one is I went to the Alamo and no one sat next to me. So I'm not playing the music. I, uh... I watched Inception at the Alamo. They're doing like a thing. I don't know. I guess they're doing it for Oppenheimer or something like that, which apparently is making money. Uh, a little movie called Inception. It came out in 2010. And uh, hey, I still love Inception. It's still really good. And I think there are a lot of people who don't really like Inception. And I think part of where this, I can't really get inside the mind of someone who doesn't like Inception, but the closest I can guess would be there's not a lot of personal attachment from the audience because if you're to understand the allegory of Inception you realize that this is a personal movie this is kind of a crossroads in Christopher Nolan's life and he's trying to understand what he wants to do with the art that he's so good at and as a movie guy I I fucking love that shit you know and I think that this is very good speculative fiction very good science fiction I love the acting I love uh, the writing I I like the whole setup of everything. I like all the hard work that you can see on screen. Uh, I, I love Inception. So I had a really great time, and I really like watching it in the theater. And uh, I don't know. Do you guys – how do you guys feel about Inception? It's I fine. enjoyed it the last time I watched it. Yeah, which is probably I own that movie ago. on DVD, and it's still in the shrink wrap. Yeah, you know, I think of nice. I feel like that is like the ultimate DVD shrink wrap movie. Uh, it I feel really like a, is. I think like a lot of people just bought a DVD. Like, watch my good rent. Like, I, I don't know. I really like that movie. I had a very very good time with it, and uh, it's part of me being like a Nolan beard. So. Uh, next, there one. are okay. thousands of people like, man, that movie is such like a mind bender. I'm not gonna rent it. I'm gonna buy it so I can keep <laughs> watching it. <laughs> it's just. It survived, like, four different moves. I, I think what kind of bothers me is, like, people call it, like, yeah, that movie was so, like, fucked up. I'm like, it was PG-13. <laughs> it's not fucked up. Also, they like, were walking on the walls, like, all yeah, right, man. It's okay. so hard to understand, but, like, the movie really does a very good job of explaining exactly what's going me, on. <laughs> the dumbest person I know is sitting there, like, oh, that made sense. Yeah, they established the rules and they followed them. That's fine. I, I was working in the theater when it came out, and one of my coworkers was like, "Yeah, you probably have to watch it like three or four times to understand." <laughs> was it Josh? No, it wasn't Josh. I didn't. I hadn't met Josh at that point. It was some other guy. Oh, that would be yeah. bad value. So that makes sense. Correct. Yeah, he wouldn't do something like that. But I remember, like, st- he told a customer this. I was like sitting next to him. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I mean, he was trying to get more more tickets, I guess. So maybe I'm the asshole here. Hey man, uh, do you get a cut of this? What are you? Yeah. What are you fucking talking about? I, look, I I don't know. I think uh, Inception holds up really well. It's 13 years old, but if you go back and rewatch it, I think you're gonna have a really good time with it. I think it's really well done. Uh, guy soy facing at the top for the 12th time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait but a what second. if that wasn't his totem? Did, did it, I don't care. Not the point. <laughs> it wobbled an extra quarter of an inch this time. I think I get it now. 
That's his fucking protractor out as the as the uh, movie's about to end. You see it so many times. I actually, I, I kind of <laughs> like that. In my theater, uh, when the movie cut to black after the total wall was just a bit, everyone laughed really hard. So <laughs> I'm glad people get it. Uh, speaking of getting it, I watched a movie that was released this year at the Alamo, and this is one of the funniest movies I've seen all year. This is uh, called Bottoms. This is the latest gay movie. <laughs> So anyway, this was released in 2023. <laughs> <God damn> <laughs> <laughs> uh, basic story at Bottoms is uh, there are a couple uh, young lesbian girls at high school, and they really want to get with the hot girls, but they can't because they, they kind of look normal. <laughs> and uh, hot girls don't usually go for normal-looking girls. They usually go for hot-looking guys who play football. And uh, they think, oh, what's a good... Oh, I have a great idea. I have an elaborate ruse. We'll start a women's self-defense club. And we'll get Marshawn Lynch as our teacher sponsor. So they do that, and it actually works out really well. Uh, it goes really well for them, and uh, there aren't a tremendous amount of problems. And uh, But then there's like that third act, like, you know, oh, something went wrong, someone was caught in a lie, and then they have to, like, make everything up at the end. But... Uh, but the whole thing basically works. This is uh, this is a movie with very good writing, very good performances, very good jokes. Even Marshawn Lynch is pretty funny. Uh, okay, Alex, good because I, that was like the one reason I didn't want to see it. I okay. So here's the thing. I I really want to qualify this. This is a movie that uses the shotgun approach for jokes. It does as many jokes as it possibly can, and not all of them hit. There are going to be some jokes that don't work for you, and when the jokes miss, they miss pretty hard. But when they hit, they're pretty good. And there's a lot more hits than there are misses in here. And I think this is one that is worth seeing. And so much so that, like, even if you're not, like, super pro-LGBTQ, whatever, give this one a shot. I actually think that this is going to be one that makes you think, hey, wait, they're just as funny as everyone else. And this could change the world. Basically, I think Bottoms is kind of like the MLK Jr. of movies. And uh, everyone should go see Keep it. all that? Yeah, I'm... Are you taking your dad to see it? You know, I told him about it, and he was not disgusted. So, that's a positive sign. That's about he as positive listen. as I... Po- no, he wouldn't listen to me. But, uh, yeah, this is... <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though, I, I actually really like this one. Uh, this is a good one. I, I think give it a shot. And, you know, I, I, I listed this as, like, maybe the funniest uh, current release I, I've seen... And then I looked up, wait, what are the funniest movies of 2023? And the only other one that I saw was, like, No Hard Feelings, which I haven't seen yet. I'm trying to see it. I, Alex, I know you liked it. I'm, I'm trying to get on that shit. Uh, but, yeah, if you guys see Bombs, like, let me know. And if you don't like it, that's, that's totally fine. It's kind of like The Fountain, in a way. So, next movie. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I think we're probably going with the next week or so to see it. So. Yeah, I, well, yeah also, I was really... I, I felt like Marshawn Lynch is an actor. I'm like, oh, that's going to be, like a Ken Jong thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, this is gonna be annoying. I, I know you but hated him because that, he played in Seattle. So anyway, the next movie that's yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it's like you you walking out of the theater like, huh, they can be funny. <laughs> Dad, pick up. I have news. Actually, the Parker, whole landscape is about to change. I mean, Parker, to be fair, that is a bit of a revelation after like bros <laughs> and like, you know, other movies. Also, that reminds me of some of the trailers that they showed for there is one A24's first musical 
Have you guys seen this trailer? Oh, it's called Fucking Shoot uh, Me in the Face. Yeah, no. Dick's the Musical. This looks like the worst oh fucking movie ever. God. Do, oh, Alex, you haven't seen it yet, right? I, I think I'm on Alex's side now. It's, I've been won over. Horrible. This looks like the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I will not watch this. You'd be like, oh, uh, how did, better get yeah, out of that pyramid then. Yeah, how did James do? I'm sorry. Am I paying for the whole fucking podcast? I'm doing all the editing. I'm doing all the shit. No, I'm not watching it. So fuck you. I, I actually just, chose the Chiefs, not the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly your, your credit card information went through. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I'm just not going to fucking watch it. Look, seriously, that looks fucking horrible. Whereas this is, like, really good, and the reason that this works is not like, oh, this is finally representation, because we fucking had representation for a while. What we haven't had is really good jokes, and jokes that, like, I don't know, one of the reasons that this worked is, like, one of, uh, on the blackboard behind Marshawn Lynch is, uh, how to boil an egg. Step one, boil water. Step two, eggs. And that's it. That's just, <laughs> I don't know why that worked on me. Uh, another one that he has, I guess, like, the chalkboard jokes really work for me is, who invented feminism? One, Gloria Steinem. Two, a man. Three, another woman. And... It's just so much better when it's right now. It's just really, really funny. <laughs> and yeah, Marshall Lynch is good in this. Not great. Like he was on the field. But uh, yeah, you know, just about <laughs> Lower by PC than Alfred Morris. I'm sorry, I'm done. Yeah, I know. I, I just knew that was going to be one of your things in this. But uh, you know the good news about that? Like about whether Marshall Lynch is eligible for the Hall of Fame? I bet Marshawn Lynch doesn't give a shit either. So that's know. why I like him as a human being. Exactly, I love. I was just I, yeah. worried that they would do like really shitty bits. With him. No, if they if they not did an actor. No, if they did a thing where it's just like, why didn't they hand off to you? Then I would have been out. I would have been out. Like I, that's an unrecoverable joke. But part of this is also, like, I, as a wrestler in high school, there is a scene in which after they get all the girls self-defense club together they're like walking through the hallways and they're like making eye contact with each other doing like the point and nod thing I'm like hey that that brings back from when i was on the team there's one girl i don't know what this girl's name is but she's like wearing a beanie and she's got like stepdad issues i'm like i've wrestled with like three different guys who are just like that and uh none of them get raped by the stuff but still it's like there's a thing that's going on what? in there yeah i actually so this movie uh, is so the thing is this movie is not perfect there is one scene in here that actually kind of bothered me. It's um, it's just a little overly violent. And this is saying this is something as a guy who's watched over one thousand of the top one thousand horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I I was watching it. And I was just like, whoa, what the fuck? It's <laughs> not funny. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, and uh, I I will say one final joke here is I, I watched this at the LMO and uh, I watched it in one of the smaller theaters where you kind of have to like squeeze in next to each other. Where you're doing like the uh, the King Jabu Jabu like butt squish next to you know people to like try to get into the next seat. You know up time and the, me. <laughs> the guy who sat next to me was wishing a nice guy he was enormous he was like 400 pounds just gigantic man sitting next to me and the hardest that he and I laughed was a <gasps> was no bigger was like a, was like a D's nuts joke from the end credits blooper reel from Marshawn Lynch <laughs> and we were the only guys laughing at this joke <laughs> It's a great feeling, isn't it? Well, anyway, I hand it off to him. And you don't <laughs> see one. Yeah. That means... <laughs> no. Okay, so the next... The final movie. 
that I watched is um, I watched Full Metal Jacket the same night as Bottoms. You know, a little one, two. They're kind of similar. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Whatever, man. Yeah. It was... uh, this is part of Josh. This is the victory free movie screening. So, you know, if oh. it's free, it's for me. And uh, I drink a lot for this one. Now, this kind of ties into my jerk of the week. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, you guys have seen Full Metal Jacket, right? It's one of the most famous movies of all time. Yeah. I heard nothing from Alex. You he know, hasn't seen it. I actually am not sure. Okay, I'm that's not, all right. That's actually it's fair. It's been a while. Yeah, that's all right. So. People call this one of the greatest Vietnam War movies of all time. Uh, my personal favorite is Apocalypse Now. I'm going to compare them. Now, Kubrick and uh, and Coppola probably wouldn't want me to do this, but I'm an asshole, so I'm going to do it anyway. Apocalypse. He's an asshole. Yeah, so now wow. the important thing here is <laughs> Apocalypse Now is the better movie. Alex, what did you watch? No, I'm just kidding. So, uh, <laughs> now, uh, Apocalypse Now is... Is yeah, it's better, but the reason that it's better is because it's a better work of art in representing the human spirit and what that was vis-a-vis Vietnam, etc., with the rest of the world and everything that goes into it. But there's a lot of value in Full Metal Jacket. A Full Metal Jacket is a lot more realistic. It is not perfectly realistic. There's a lot of moments of elevated realism, if you want to call it that, and uh, I like that shit because. Um, I'm going to qualify this. Uh, I think the reason I liked this, the first time I watched it was like a 700 megabyte Abbey file that I downloaded legally in uh, college. And I watched it and I was like, yeah, that first part's really good. And the rest of it, I don't know, which like everyone says. But also everyone says, oh, I like the first half. I don't like the second half. But the Paris Island shit is just the first act. There's a second and a third act. And the second act's pretty good. And the third act is pretty good, too. But the first act is the one that everyone remembers because it has the world's most identifiable marine. So be it. Uh, but the second act and the third act are worth watching. I think when you watch it on a big screen, you start to realize, like, hey, this is really well shot. And this has a narrative. And they're trying to convince you of something. And it's done really, really well. And the other thing that this does, I will say this, it does this much, much better than Apocalypse Now is... Uh, it's going to sound like a stupid way to say it, but needle drops. Because in fucking Apocalypse Now, it's like the doors, and the doors suck. But also, uh, Alex, I think you probably know this as a student of history in some aspect, uh, the Vietnam veterans, they, they usually didn't have access to uh, current music. It wasn't until like later on when they got their own DJs over there that they were able to get somewhat modern music. So a lot of them, when they were over there in like 1967, they'd have access to stuff from 1963. So, there's a scene in that movie, and this is my jerk of the week, there's a scene in this movie in which uh, they're walking along, they're following a tank, and suddenly there's a minefield all over the place, and oh shit, they're about to be blown to smithereens, and then they, uh, they, they, they pull up the person who's like trying to snipe him and all this other shit, and what song do you hear? How well, everybody's heard about the bird. Doing the bird right now. You guys can't see. That song's a lot longer than the bird. Peter's gonna tell you about the bird. 
This is why people spit on them when they came home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, I, I want to say something about, like, uh, the audience that I watch this with, which is kind of fucked up in... I have to admit, Alex, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little miffed that you uh, don't have a lot of uh, working familiarity with this movie. I mean, you know about it, obviously. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's one of the most famous movies. It's it, right, exactly. Right. It's yeah. one of those things that, like, you know, if I, and I'm pretty sure I've seen this. It's like yeah. something that I saw on TNT and filled yeah. in the gaps myself with yeah. all of the discourse surrounding it over the last yeah. twenty years. I, I gotta admit, if you watch it on TNT, it was probably like censored for TV in some way. You shouldn't. I guess you should watch the uncut yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, I probably should. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so, I but you know, that. but you, like you know, you know about right, all yeah, the yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is like weirdly enough, this is one of the more quotable movies, even over Apocalypse Now. So, uh, I guess Parker, I guess I'll be relying on you a little bit more on this one. Is uh, there are some funny lines in this? I, I'm not going to pretend like there's not some funny lines. Like Arlie Ermy is a very funny person. Now. Uh, give you a little bit of background uh in college i guess i was really bored and i went to like a one week boot camp thing that they had during break because uh i was still in shape you know i could still do uh you know wrestling workouts better than everyone else and i really it's a good thing i did not enlist because like those guys are really funny and they were making me laugh and i did a shitload of push-ups for laughing and uh our early army would have got me because he's a funny fucking guy uh that being said, the audience that I was watching this with, maybe they were a little too into the comedy aspect of this because the basic idea of Full Metal Jacket, both the book, The Short Timers, and uh, which, by the way, is almost impossible to find. If you guys want it, like I'll have to lend it to you. It's it's really tough. To find. Um, but also the movie is that yeah, it's kind of funny in a really dark fucked up kind of way this is kind of showing just how awful the military is and how awful war is and how awful human beings have to be to get involved in such a thing people are laughing guffawing and everything and i'll admit i laughed at a couple lines I, they got me in a couple of these but there are other lines were not even lines are just moments that's not fucking funny at all and people are laughing hysterically i will give you an example there is a scene in which uh, all the Marines are seated on bleachers, and uh, Arlie Army asks all the Marines, Who here knows who Charles Whitman was? Raise your hands. None of you dumbasses know. And I, I have to admit, I laughed really hard at that. He just says it really funny. And then Private Snowball raises his hand. It's like, and I'm not going to scream because I lost my voice already, but I. Uh, he says, sir, he was the one who shot all those kids in Texas on the tower. And he says, very good. Uh, who knows who Lee Harvey Oswald was? He's the guy who shot Kennedy. What did those two men have in common? They both learned how to shoot in the Marines. This, right off the bat, the language of the dialogue is telling you that these men are involved in something that is very, very bad. And we... We cut to a shot of Private Pyle, played by Vincent D'Onofrio in his debut role, uh, who's already got the thousand-yard stare. And this is also right after the scene in which he is beat senseless with the soap in the towels, which, by the way, really fucking hurts. Not that I know, but like it's 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 extremely painful. He's been brutalized. He's he's been both physically and mentally by his compatriots and by the drill sergeant, and he is just staring. Like, like, it's a terrifying shot of him. I, I I guess you could call it the Kubrick stare in a way, but he's not staring at the camera. He's kind of, like, looking off to the side. There is one guy 
in the front row who, if you think back to the time that I saw the Terminator at the Angelica Theater, the guy was laughing like, ha! It's not funny. It's it's not funny at all. This one guy in frame was like, what, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? So luckily that died away quickly after we saw the mangled fucking bodies in this movie. But uh, weirdly, I, I don't know. I, I don't see the comedy as much as other people do. I Obviously there is a lot of very funny shit, uh, but it's also supposed to be extremely fucked up. This is the darkest kind of, kind of comedy that you'll ever come across. Uh, is this a great movie? Possibly. I I think it's certainly in the conversation. I bet if I were to watch this again, I might even appreciate it a little bit more. I it's I guess it's the one example of a Kubrick movie where the book is better than the adaptation. And you almost never see that. So, Alex, uh, absolutely worth a revisit. And you can have your own perspective on that. Uh, everyone else, yeah, give this one a shot. I'm glad I got to see this in theaters. So, it's a very good movie. I have the same experience that everyone who watched it on a 700 megabyte file. Yeah, I was like, I really like the first half. Yeah. Don't ask me a thing that happens except for the very, very, very end. Yeah. All, like, all the rest is just blurred out because yeah, well, that's how we all watched it. I, I, well, the thing is, uh, again, the reason that I like this so much is because as an adaptation of the novel, it's actually really good. It actually nails a lot of the important parts and it summarizes some of the parts I really didn't want depicted which, uh, thank goodness for that. Uh, but that third act is is a good scene. I, I like that. And actually, one of my favorite parts is the second act, the, the scene where they're all being interviewed and they're talking about, uh, you know, the war and stuff, that has some of the best lines in the movie. Like, I wanted to be the first kid on my block with a confirmed kill. That's important. And uh, I know that most of the quotable lines are in the first act, which... I mean, how fucked up is it that, like, people watched this movie and then they wanted to enlist because of R. Lee Ermey? I, it's, so many people who watch it be like, you're so ugly you could be a goddamn modern art masterpiece. They're like, yeah, I'm gonna go to Paris Island. Like, I, I don't understand that line of thinking. That's not for me. I would rather have a cold beverage and a barbecue. However... Yeah, brother. Yeah. Amen. So, uh, Alex, would you watch uh, honestly, basically nothing, so I'm just going to touch on a few things briefly here. Okay. Uh, Chris, I'm going to need you to do me a favor. I'm going to need you to queue up the cannons, because uh, we haven't recorded in a week and a half. We have not had a wrong proper one. send-off. <laughs> Sorry, I got the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> we have not had a proper send-off for Bob Barker yet. Oh, um, you're right. That guy. What did he do? Uh, well, uh, as... I'm very kidding. About... <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> Keep talking. Wait, I don't want to start uh, over. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Well, anyway, so Bob Barker died, which led to a conversation in I which I realized that my wife has never seen Happy Gilmore. So uh, oh, that just immediately went on the TV, yeah. you know, in tribute to our uh, our fallen hero. And, uh, man, that movie still goes. Like, I'm really glad. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I, I, I mean, like, I know that. I've seen it, I don't know, fucking 15 times probably. Like, I know that it's impossible to watch that movie and not enjoy it, but uh, every time, it's like, oh, what a relief. I was worried I was annoyed by Adam Sandler at this point. It turns out I'm not. I love grill-pilled Adam Sandler. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I saw that. I'm very happy to hear it holds up, though, because if I was going to watch any, it'd, it'd be that be. one. It'd have to be. 
I will I, never watch Billy Madison again as long as I, I live. Oh, yeah, I didn't that's not, even like that yeah. movie when I was a kid. Like, yeah. That was like the line for me. It was like all the Sandler before that I couldn't watch and everything after that was fine. Oh, we miss you, Chris Farley. <laughs> Was Norm McDonald? Anybody else this you want to say goodbye to while we're here? <laughs> we have to let it all of those who've fallen in uh, that we have covered on this podcast. Yeah, we have to let it finish. It'd be uh, disrespectful. Such as Bonzo. Oh my god, dude! I can't. I can't keep doing. <laughs> <laughs> Parker, what time do you have to wake up for work tomorrow? I don't want. Wake up implies we'll be falling asleep. Hold on, hold on, I lost count on that. Can you start it over, Chris? Jeez, that, yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> you know, Parker, if you had served honorably, like Bob Parker did, <laughs> he would appreciate the sacrifices that he made in like movies like Happy Luckily, and also I've got no fab, so I will never disappoint. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't stop. <laughs> I think you can. You know, it really does say something about war that it doesn't. Hang on, let me let me this. let me try to stop this. Uh oh, I started it over again. All right, let's try it again. So, <laughs> Start it down, please. So, Alex, you you watched? Uh, what did you watch? It would be disrespectful to talk about it. I'm gonna have to wait for these cans to finish. God, okay, okay. I have to pee so bad. <laughs> please. <stop. laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. The only other thing I really have to say. Uh, Parker, are you keeping up with what we do in the shadows? Yeah, I just oh, finished shit. it, and I'm, I'm very sorry. excited to talk about that. it. Damn it! Uh, I think I'm out. Oh, whoa! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! What happened? I, I, you know what? I just, I fucking hate Guillermo. I hate that character. Whoa. I've always hated that character. That character's fucking annoying. I love when bad things happen to him. The whole show works because everyone treats him like shit. And anytime they give Guillermo any agency whatsoever, the show doesn't work anymore. I hate it. Well, all right, hold up. If, if I could give this from the perspective of a guy who's not even on season three yet, like, I don't love Guillermo. I think that he's a good, very minor foil where he's not, like, a huge part. Because he's not one of the vampires yet, right? He's not, he's not, is he officially, like, a guy yet? Yeah, you'll see season four. All right, like, yeah. It's, it's, he that's, like, the whole, that's the yeah. plot of the whole fucking season. Oh, no. Like, yeah, I don't love the overarching plot. plot. Line. It sucks. Don't love I'll, that. Look, I'll give it a chance because I, I like the show a lot. And some of the jokes still hit. Like, yeah, you're not I'm sure. Waste your yeah, time. It's fucking 23 minutes an episode. Who right, cares? yeah, I know, but... Yeah, that's, that's, <coughs> that's a shame. Yeah, I have to admit, I don't like that direction particularly. Was he... Did he get, like, a producer credit so he gets, like, you know, extra time I don't fucking know. Like, I started seeing him in commercials, and I guess he's, like, oh, a no. gay icon now. So, oh, God, I guess he? now... Yeah, yeah I, I think I think the gays took what we do in the shadows well, from us. Well, he's not in bottom, real. so... Hey, Dad, they could be vampires, too. Yeah, they can do anything. <laughs> we can't use the bathroom until the 21 cannons are done. Oh, so, Parker, you don't agree with that assessment of the show? I know, it's fair. I did not look <laughs> I did not love the overarching theme, and as weeks went by, I was like, all right, just cut to anyone else's subplot. Did you finish the season, or Yeah, we bail? finished, yeah. Okay. No, okay, no, like, we, we, we finished yesterday. We had two to watch left. Because all I wanted to talk about was Colin Robinson just having the Hercule Poirot mustache <laughs> episode. Oh, wait, now I'm in. I, Holy shit. So you tell me not to get in on I, this? I was, like, I, we were watching that episode specifically, and I was sitting there, like, 
annoyed at how unfunny I thought all of the, the bits in the episode were, which, like, never happens with that show, uh, which was really souring me. And then by, like, the fourth time he did the fucking mustache twiddle look at the camera bit, I was like, all right, I'm back in, fine. Like, there we like, go. This, this one works. This one works. The, like, the time he stares directly into the camera, he goes, wow, this is a real glass onion. And then twirls his mustache. <laughs> it really won me back for the season. Oh, that's good. All right, I got to get in on this. That's good stuff. Yeah, I'm I mean, I'm yeah, I don't love the overarching plot. That's because they did that on season three. And I just, I don't kind of, I don't need it. I need it more serialized. I don't, they, I'm not that attached uh, to these people. I'm really, yeah. Not. I, I like, like, even for season three, like the overarching, like with the whole fucking Colin Robinson turning into a baby thing. Like, you know, that's like a secondary character in that season. So that's fine. Like we're doing that for yeah. like four minutes an episode. Like there's so much fucking gear. It's like the central plot and everyone gets dragged into it. I'm like, no, I want to spend more time with, anyone yeah. else yeah. yeah because then every single subplot is just one person and also guillermo it's like i don't care like he, he's i'm uh, not watching this show for you <laughs> i mean uh, like yeah there's always gonna be some good bit that season felt particularly bit heavy i thought it was just like six yeah. bit episodes and i mean who am I to judge? My favorite episode of the whole fucking thing is the Property Brothers one. So I mean, so, I gotta see that. It's, it's, it's not. Like, I, oh, it, dude, it's there's nothing I love more than a fucking thirty minute sitcom that does an episode where there's like like there's an elaborate plot reveal at the end. Like it works on me every time. Mac Bangs Dennis's mom is easily my favorite episode of Always Sunny. Like every single time that bit works on me. And when they did it in this with the fucking stupid hat, like it killed me. <laughs> Dude, the stupid hat is so fucking good though. I love the hat. I fucking it's such love a good that. Bit. The fact that he it's the ugliest fucking hat and he just wants it. <laughs> the cursed hat is such a good it's bit. So simple. But so am I. I'm just thinking about him visiting him in the hospital to get his hat back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that covers what we do in the shadows. Let me uh, let me fire off some ones that I saw these last couple weeks that are newish. Yeah. Um, because of you, Alex, I went out to see uh, Ninja Turtles: Meat and Mayhem. Yeah. That's so fucking good. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. So good. <laughs> oh, he didn't take my word for it. Okay, fine. It takes two. So. Uh, Fair enough. Point. I love. What I love most is, uh, we talked about last time, that I don't think any of us have any love or anything for the Ninja Turtles right, whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah. I was so happy that not only was the villain not Shredder, it was just a bunch of gross little freaks. That's the entire... It's like five or six of them. They're all just disgusting little mutant freak monsters that turn into a giant Tetsuo monster at the very <laughs> end. It's so good. I am invested in the Ninja Turtles and would like to see more of them, which is a thing I've gone over 30 years without ever thinking or saying aloud. And also, obviously, it just fucking looks great. That movie was a pleasure all around. It's already sold like a billion dollars in toys, so I'll be back next time. God bless. Yeah. I'm Thank you, children, for buying toys. Yeah, it, uh, you'll you'll have plenty of chances. I don't think you need to see it in a the theater, like, but I don't, you're you, so try and see it in the theater if you can. Yeah, might as well. I will say, uh, as someone who does not buy toys anymore, I went up to the end cap to look. They don't even Parker, have a toy. I think your the cathedral little, setting the... is on for voicemail. 
They don't even have a toy of the little creepy bat monster, so what are we doing? I would have put that on my desk immediately, but that's fine. Do you have fine. room for the... the no! <laughs> you should go right next to the... You'll hang it on the, the Sasquatch dressing cowboy's gear. <laughs> By no. the way, you're, you're fucking the, the, the Sasquatch thing... <laughs> I love yeah. him so much. Yeah, he's perfect. He just dares we, we have to open the terriblestore.net and just like crowdfund to try to get you one of the championship belts. It owned because I clicked on that link. It's like, oh, NFL shop, and I clicked on it, saw the URL. It's like, oh, that's not NFL shop. We'll see what <laughs> no, happens. No, God, no. <laughs> that ain't real. Yeah. Um, a movie I watched a couple weeks ago in theaters. It's a little film that did not make money called Last Voyage of the Demeter. Oh, yes. And the more I've thought about this movie, the more I've really come to appreciate it. Because, Skip, well, I mean, you're my, you're the horror expert on the show. Yes. How sick are you of movies where it's like, well, you see, actually, the monster is a metaphor for grief okay, and loss. Right. Fucking... No. The monster is a Dracula, and it kills people for 90 minutes. Thank God. That's it. I, again, That's all it is. Dude, I, I fucking talked about this last episode, or two episodes, or three episodes, or four episodes, or five episodes but, like, every single person who saw, like, Last Voyage of the New Meter was just like, you're telling me Dracula would get on a boat? I'm like, yeah, it was in the book. This is just an adaptation of a chapter of the book. <laughs> it even just says that in, like, in the opening crawls, I is like, w- literally one chapter out of this book. And you're like, oh, okay. I, this is what pisses me off. Like, usually I'm a little bit more forgiving to normies, because, like, at some point they have to understand the visual language of film, so that's what the fountain is for. But, like, at some point... <laughs> 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 at some point... Like, someone's got to read a book, you know? Someone read this somewhere. <laughs> someone's got to do it. I'm not pointing fingers. It could be me. <laughs> Unfortunately, I actually thought about Brand like, oh yeah, Stoker sure. Is dead and buried. So, and I picked up my copy of Dracula. I was like, this is 300 pages. I'm not reading this this week. <laughs> be goddamned. Yeah. We got left. I guess I'll just keep talking. Over the music. <laughs> well, I mean, Dracula's a vampire. They're all dead. So yeah, I mean, he's, no, he's this, actually this technically has to go on forever. People would call him like a living vampire. Oh, I sense a kinship with the demeanor. <laughs> uh, what I enjoy is that, like, again, this takes place in the middle of that book, so yeah. no one knows what a Dracula is. So everyone on this boat just thinks, like, well, the devil's come because we keep visiting whorehouses when we <laughs> land ashore, so this is our punishment. Uh, Parker, I got a question for you. Uh, Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus, a friend of the show, uh, <laughs> yeah? said that he watched Last Voyage of the Demeter. I don't know why he's waiting about this instead of the Jets. But he was like, uh, so Last Voyage of the Demeter posits that Dracula ran out of foodstuffs in Europe and then he came over to America to eat more people. Does the movie yes. make that case? Yeah, it says well, he's just a, been like haunting this tiny ass little rinky dink village for like a hundred years. And I was like, all right, well, time to hit the high seas all right, I'll, I'll tell, and all have right, my I'll, fucking pick of the litter. All, all right, I'll give the Norway's credit on this one. That's a little bit different from the book. He had, he had other reasons for going to America. Well, you know, it's sort of a standalone, yeah, I, but it's not, but it is. Yeah, it don't I, matter. That's, yeah. that's fine. You can you can change stuff. I mean, it's not like a holy scripture or anything, but like, you're like, what? So, I, what, who came up with this idea? Bram, uh, as Alex would say, Bram Stroker. <laughs> got him. Why would I say that? Yeah, I can't imagine. I, I definitely said that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, what I really appreciate, like, I don't know if it's going to make my top ten, but like, 
if it would, it'd be in that honorable mention of like, hey, this movie promised a monster killing people on a boat, and I did not get the rug pulled out from under me. That's good. Like, ten minutes in, they're on the fucking ocean, and the whole movie is just getting picked off by this disgusting little freak. Um, it's very bleak, because uh, you better believe there's a kid on that crew, and the whole Ooh. time I'm thinking, like, how are they going to wiggle their way out of this jam? <laughs> uh, they do not. <laughs> that Uh-oh. kid dies a horrible death. Oh, Hell yeah. no. And then he comes back to life because, uh, you know, he got bitten by a vampire. But they were on the the fucking deck in the daytime. So the kid dies and then comes back to life and then burns to death the second time. Oh, hey. This movie is very, very bleak. It's Ugh. wonderful stuff. That's, a, like that's what you want. Parker, what is so bad? I didn't see this. Yeah, well, yeah what is the I opening text? What a disgusting text- monster movie. Parker, what is the opening text scroll like? I heard it was the dumbest opening text scroll in movie history. It literally just says, like, based on the ch- a chapter out of the book Dracula by <laughs> Bram Stoker. <laughs> I really hope it actually says that. It's thing. pretty close, honestly. Yeah, it's real good. Like, I mean, Stroker. We're not fucking... This isn't about, like, you know, this is about racism. This isn't deconstructing the vampire myth. It's a creature feature where there's a bunch of people stuck on a boat, and Dracula and I was like, "All right, well, I have to survive this long, so I'm just gonna pick you off like once a night and make it last." You know, and you get like a we call that under two hour movie. That's what you want. Yeah, it's that's exactly what I want. It's out like of a this. Peter Cushing thing. It's like an anthology in a way. No, this is good. Except, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. Oh, uh, rest in peace, Peter Cushing. Yeah, fire the kids let me, for hang me. on, let me play the fucking. Song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can go on until his death has been honored. Thank you. Oh, no, all right, honored. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, another movie I watched. No, god damn it, no. What? I'm, I'm going to fight through this. Uh, another movie I watched that came out very recently is a little film called Cobweb, which was dumped into some theaters the week of Barbie and Oppenheimer. Good job, everyone. I've never heard of this. Uh, correct. <laughs> no one did. Um, I can pitch it in a way that like, people describe it as like, oh, it's kind of like a horror movie, but kind of like a fairy tale. No, it's kind of like a Tales from the Crypt episode. Oh. <laughs> it is very campy. You know that there's going to be a twist, and you can tell what's going on. You can tell very early on that, like, huh. So these parents probably did something fucked up. And what works really well with that is the dad is the guy who plays Homelander. Who spent three <laughs> seasons just playing a guy who is barely, barely keeping it on together. Like, he's about to just snap at any fucking moment. So he plays the creepy dad in this movie. It's good shit. It's, it's a movie that, like, when it's on streaming somewhere, people are going to start watching and talking about it, but... It's it got dumped into theaters like oh we'll have some counter programming and then both movies made a billion dollars so this just disappeared, but people are gonna talk about this shit. The last thing I want to talk about is uh, you know, just looking at the list of all these assignments I have. <laughs> Guys, uh, I had, a, I had a video game movie on the list. You know what? I really wanted you to watch Street Fighter Two, the animated movie. Yeah, I could have watched a good movie, couldn't I? Yeah. Instead, Uh-oh. I watch a film called Postal by our greatest living director, Uwe Boll. Hell yeah. <laughs> I want you guys to buckle in. Oh, I'm so is ready for this. One of the most insane movies I've ever seen. All right. All right. Movie opens. Uh, 
two Muslims crashing a plane. Um, oh yes, already in. Yeah, they're arguing about how many virgins they get. Um, they phone up Osama bin Laden because um, that's what they. One do, thinks right? it's ninety nine and one thinks it's a hundred. Oh, so they call up Osama bin Laden. And Osama's like, "Hey man, I can't promise right, you guys up, more than twenty. Parker, 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 talk about yeah, the movie. Uh-huh. Not, don't talk about like the parody. All right, don't talk about like. Oh, buddy, this isn't like. Epic I movie. hope you like jokes. I hope you like jokes because we got a lot of them, buddy. Real movie. Uh, so Osama bin Laden promises the two hijackers. I that told he can't you more I than just twenty. Did real movies. <laughs> so they changed the mind to go talking instead of us doing this next week. Because <laughs> I will never I watch this again. Correct. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Neither will I. Yeah. Uh, he cannot promise them more than twenty virgins, so they have a change what? of Wait, heart. Hold up. But then the passengers break in and accidentally crash the plane, anyways. Okay. Isn't that fun? Yeah, they were going to go to the Bahamas, but then they they crashed anyways. This is a video game movie. That was minutes one, two, and three. <laughs> <laughs> so now we meet uh, our main character, who is. Uh, the bully from a Christmas story, that redheaded guy. What? So yeah, uh, you've seen him and stuff, right? Yeah. So uh, he, he lives in a trailer park, and his wife is obese. No, what is That's the character? Funny. That's pretty funny, right? Yeah. Got oh, me. oh, you'll see. Yeah. You'll see. Yeah. Uh, he gets in an argument with his neighbor in the trailer park, and the neighbor lets him know uh, he's not allowed to be loud while he's fucking his big, fat, disgusting wife after 10 a.m. And our main character responds. Ha, joke's on you. I wasn't even home at that time. And then he walks off sad. Isn't that funny? We have hour 34 left. Buckle up. Holy shit. Uh, we cut to uh, an Indian guy working at a corner store that has a uh, secret Taliban hideout in the back room, which is marked by a door that says, no entry to infidels. <laughs> hour 33 remaining. Why can't do this shit to me? Cut to a religious cult run by Dave Foley. Hey, you remember kids in the hall? Yeah, well, that makes sense. Those residuals stopped coming in. <laughs> um, he's surrounded by a bunch of naked women. He stands up and just shows his whole cock. The thanks movie. Um, he sits on a toilet while talking to another character, and these shitting and farting sound effects are so loud I couldn't tell what they were saying. I hate it when people so, do that. There's an hour and 25 minutes left. <laughs> a black cop walks up to an Asian woman who is sitting no. still in a green light no. and murders her with a shotgun. <laughs> he goes back to the car and his partner, um, the guy who played Brackus in Best of the Best 2, Yo! asks hey! him what happened. Uh, the black cop says, I don't know, I think she called me the N-word. <laughs> An hour <laughs> 21 remaining. Uh, <laughs> That's the best thing we ever did. <laughs> Our hero, the guy from A Christmas Story, goes to the welfare office, and he's not able to get his check because a guy fills out the wrong form. They tell him it's the wrong form, and he shoots the place up. So our hero returns home to find his big, fat, disgusting wife having sex with someone else, and she's so fucking fat that the entire trailer is shaking. <laughs> hour and 15 left we move on the guy banging his wife walks into the kitchen grabs a full ass sack of flour and goes gotta find the wet spot and then we cut to him banging her and just drizzling handfuls of flour so on her talons chest. of the eagle this star is Billy that Blake. was a minute later that was a 60 seconds of movie uh we learn um 
the the central plot of this film. We're, we're getting to the the you know what makes this movie go right. Yeah, is that there's there's a bunch of dolls, right? Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, and what? uh, there was a shipment from China. Something happened. I this is pretty racist. I don't really remember. Yeah, but the last shipment available uh was going to Little Germany. So you just go and let that base in your head for a minute, and guess where this is going? Uh, see, they're selling for a lot of money because it's the only shipment, and kids want them. I don't know, man. Uh, so we see their plan, but the guess what? You know who else has that exact same plan to go steal the dolls? Who? You better believe it, Al Qaeda. Right. So <laughs> we have our two warring factions, Al Qaeda and Dave Foley, and the guy from A Christmas Story and his army of whores. <laughs> so, um. We we learned about Al Qaeda's plan, and then we get a a George Bush impersonator calls up Osama bin Laden, <laughs> and then while he's on the phone, he crashes a toy plane into two Lego towers. Yeah. <laughs> got an hour movie left, <laughs> and then we cut, and then so this scene oh ends God. right. What I just what I explained to you, yeah. and then it just cuts to Vern Troyer getting off a bus. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Why? And then we go. That? To Little Germany. Oh, just we gonna... see some signs in the background. Now, eagle-eyed viewers might notice that these are some references to historical things. You guys like history, right? Yeah. Uh, we could go to Dr. Mangala's first aid station. You get it? Uh, or, and this one's really clever, concentration camp playground, parentheses, turn right after gas chamber. You get it? 59 minutes left in this movie. <laughs> so, on stage at Little Germany, uh, Uwe Boll playing himself is sitting there in Lederhosen. Uh, he tells the interviewer he finances his films with Nazi gold. How much time is... 58 <laughs> minutes left. That was the span of 60 seconds. Uwe Boll adds himself in Lederhosen tells us he gets horny on stage when he sees the children in the audience. How much? Are you shocked out there, America? <laughs> See, it's like an anti-movie. You thought his movies were bad, but this one's bad on purpose. Right, yeah. He got you. Our, um, our heroes infiltrate by putting pieces of duct tape over their lips to look like Hitler mustaches, oh. but don't wear a disguise, so literally just wearing like cargo pants, a Hawaiian shirt, and then just a piece of tape. That's pretty I, funny. That's what Hitler used to wear. Uh, Uwe Boll pays Vern Troyer in gold teeth. <laughs> 53 minutes left what? in this movie. <laughs> um, a gunfight breaks out in which the Taliban murder a lot of kids. <laughs> a lot of children just get caught in the crossfire. Uwe Boll gets shot in the penis, and it's really oh, funny. Yeah. 51 minutes left in this movie. Uh, Vern Troyer punches a child in the dick and then is stuffed in a suitcase. 15 minutes remaining. Do you have to jump to get the kid? Holy shit, this sounds like the best movie ever. Dude. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. You want to find out? For me? No. Uh, Al-Qaeda get the dolls and reveal their plan to use them to distribute the bird flu to America. And then um, we, there's something about a religious Holy compound. Shit. A guy makes a very harrowing speech. And then uh, Vern Troyer gets raped by a chimpanzee. Uh, yeah, ha, ha, ha. I'm going to make stuff up on the fucking podcast. I put, I put so much fucking work into this show. This like, oh, culminates in a giant shootout at the trailer park between Dave Foley's religious cult, 
Al-Qaeda in the trailer park residence. Oh my God, it's real. It is stopped when the guy from A Christmas Story gives a speech about how they're all trying to kill in the name of God, but they're all part of the one same family, and they all share things in common. And then they all agree that they hate Jews. 17 minutes remain oh in this God, film. Oh my God, we're so close. Osama bin Laden calls George W. Bush and asks for help. Bush, <laughs> Bush drops a bomb on them. And then goes on the news to claim that uh, China and India were responsible for all of the violence today. So uh, we have no choice but to send nuclear force. You guys remember when he said nuclear weird? That's pretty funny. Oh. This movie came out like 2007. You like that? <laughs> so America launches 30 missiles. And then China and India also launch 30 missiles. And then the movie ends with Bin Laden and George W. Bush holding hands and skipping through a field as nukes go off. This is the worst thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. How much time? <laughs> it's over. We made it. I've, to I've, this Parker. movie that is over 90 minutes. Parker, I looked up uh, this movie on Wikipedia because I just straight up didn't believe what you were saying to me. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. turns out you were telling the truth. Wish you weren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to say uh, we got a review here from... Uh, I can't read the url because it's too small but it says this is a live action version of south park yeah sure I'm, that's what people think south park is yeah all the most annoying people you knew in school that that's what they thought they it was actually had jk simmons yeah he had, he's on screen for like 30 seconds and then a suicide bomber oh, hey, you know what when, i'm not gonna finish when uve bowl gets shot in the dick he says i hate video games it was really funny. It's like some meta commentary. Yeah, I mean that's kind of funny because like he does like a lot of video game movies. It's kind of like how the fountain is about. I'm, I'm reading the final paragraph here. It says, "As mushroom clouds explode on the horizon, Bin Laden laughs and says, Georgie, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship.'" I was gonna leave that a surprise for you to find out. Oh your yeah, own. I was gonna watch this because it's on the list. <laughs> yeah, um, it could be. No, so. See, that was really good. Uh, good week of movies. Glad we had some extra time off so I could really enjoy that one. Yeah. You didn't that even took... talk about your little goblin movie you watched. Oh, that, that'll that be for next week. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Ah, that was, uh, that took three tries to get through. And by the end, we had that bitch on about two times speed because I <laughs> could not take it. I was in physical yeah, pain. Yeah, that was rough. Um, oh, your team should have done better. Yeah. Parker, could you, uh, could you, like... I don't even know how this happened. Yeah. Parker, could you do me a favor? Uh-huh. Could you, like, start from the beginning and just, like, do that over again? Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> okay. let me see here. You guys ever see a Christmas story? <laughs> All right. Man, well, if you thought that was funny, wait till we talk about Talents of the Eagle. If you thought that was racist, check this out. <laughs> it out all right talents of the eagle this stars oh. Wait, hang on a second <laughs> billy blanks and james hong and the guy from tiger claws I'm so happy that's how we all know him. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, where else, else would, we know would him? yeah? <laughs> I like that you just see his name. You're like, oh yeah, the I mean, Tiger wait, Claws. Oh, guy. I mean, t- Alex. To be fair, this is Beirut Steven Seagal. It's, I mean, <laughs> Duh. Can't argue with the fact. Yeah. I wonder if they still call him that. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, hope God, he's really. also fat as shit now. I, we could get him. Dude, can we even invite him to Repix birthday or uh, wedding? Anything? 
Uh, let's see what he costs. Maybe he's on Cameo. Yeah, maybe he's on Cameo. Do that. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah. Get him in there. Uh, judging by his line reads in this movie, I feel like he could be very convincing. Do you think he could be a mentalist? Do you think that's like his uh, career <laughs> now? <laughs> he mentalizes people? He's already mentalized us to pretend that his acting is bad while he steals from us or something. Right, yeah. Alright, so uh, bad news. I didn't take any notes on this fucking movie. I uh, wonder why. Yeah, so anyway, this is uh, one of those interesting movies where you hear like the top two builder, Billy Blanks, I'm like, okay... Big guys, kung fu. He does like some martial. Parker. He does like martial arts. Nothing. No. Yeah. Um. No. You know, it's and, a secret forbidden art. Right. Yeah. But, much like the Taliban. And also James Hong. And if you're a normie, you're like, oh, James Hong. He sounds like a Chinese guy. He probably does like some kung fu. He's also like 70 years old in this movie. So. <laughs> uh. He also. J- yes. 70 year old James Hong does kung fu in the third act. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah, he does. <laughs> on a rooftop. That's, like, one of my favorite things. He's doing, like, fan technique or something. He looks like Ling Yu trying to do shit here. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, he kills, like, three people uh, at the beginning, and they're like, uh-oh, the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration, is what it stands for. They call in Billy Blanks. They're like, all right, here's what you're going to do. You're going to Canada. He's like, what? And they're like, too bad, you're on the plane now. And they're like, you're gonna. Hey, you're a beat cop. You're gonna go across the border. Like, yeah. I don't think that's how my, that fucking I think works, my favorite boss. thing about like beat cops in these movies is that they never wear anything but a tank top. You know, that's like their uniform. It's like they're wearing. If the I was top. built like that, Dude, I mean, yeah, insane. they they wear like the like the Olympic uniforms, the Olympic wrestling uniforms from the '80s. There's like it's just straight up nipple straps, you know. Which uh, they're dressed like Kurt Angle when he first. Exactly. Debuted. Yeah, it's all Perk Angle. You know. So uh, you the, know. I'm watching this movie. I'm like, should, should I get a flat top? Yeah. <laughs> my mom always complains about my hair. Like, what if I just showed up with a fucking 92 flat top? As someone who has got a lot of flat tops in their life, yeah, dude, it's great. Yeah, everyone likes it. They think I'm really cool. So he goes to Toronto. Join us next week for uh, Blue Beetle. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, this and, is where he meets. He's like, hey. Wh- What's up, man? Hey, uh, someone's doing a lot of coke, and get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chinese, aka you know, you're gonna learn from uh, they, the character's name. I have to look this up on Wikipedia. Cause I didn't take any notes. Uh, the character's name is Michael Reed. We're not gonna call him that. We're gonna call. We're not even gonna call him his actor's name, Jalal Murhi. We're gonna call him the Tiger Claws guy. Yeah, he's Tiger yeah, Claw. He's, yeah, so he beats up. He's about to learn Eagle guy. Claw. Yeah, exactly. So he's uh, he. Be- he meets up with him, and, and the guy is, like, really strong Canadian accent, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, Alex, could you, you're the expert on accents. Do you fucking rate the accent here? <laughs> Nothing? Yeah, of course, okay. buddy. All right, so. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Canada, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this as delicately as possible. Um, uh, most of the cast of this movie is uh, Chinese actors, and English is not their first language. And every one of them delivers their lines in English better than the two stars of the movie. <laughs> well, absolutely. Every single one of them speaks like fluently, and you get up to Billy Blinks, who's spoken nothing but English his whole life. He's like, "Hey, don't you have any beer in there?" <laughs> that's that's the thing that kind of gets me about this. Is I was thinking about Billy Blinks, and we've done what like three, maybe four movies, several, <laughs> at least three. Yeah, yeah, at least three movies with him, and I was thinking there was like one movie where I watched him, where he didn't have, like, an oppressively bad dub, or where he wasn't, like, speaking phonetically his own language. 
And then I thought about it, and then it turns out that was a movie that he wasn't in. So <laughs> that was actually M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, I, I I try not to do this, but like uh, the top review for this movie on Letterboxd, the the review says, I got like halfway in before realizing I'd already seen this before. <laughs> oh, this is definitely one of those movies. Yeah, this is like the whole first half of the movie is training in this secret martial art that they don't use the whole movie right and then fighting in an underground tournament and they're like oh wow they won the tournament and you look you're like it was like 50 minutes left what the fuck is this movie <laughs> yeah, that, by the way is one of my favorite things ever is like talking about like oh we have to stop the drugs from coming in over the northern border what are we going to do we're going to enter a tournament okay this is fucking we have some karate <laughs> to be fucking doing here and uh, three of our best this. agents are dead because of the coke trade you have to enter the Kumite. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, but this is a Kumite, because it's northern. Kumite. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. The accent's over the thing. So they have to train with the legendary Master Pan Quing Fu. Alex? <laughs> uh. I, you know, I actually don't think that I can do this accent racist enough Parker. to do justice. <laughs> Sorry. I he? can, but I choose not to. <laughs> All right, I'm so... I'm taking off my weighted clothing like Piccolo, yeah. finally. <laughs> this is my moment. So, uh, Master Pang Quing Fu is played by Michelle Yeoh. And, uh... He just, I mean, genuinely, this is a guy who's... As Parker said, again, delicately, trying to be nice, turning over New Leaf, not racist. This guy can't speak English. This is fucking... Neither can Billy Blanks. Yeah. <laughs> At least he has an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, Wait, yeah. he's I'm saying not, we yeah. have to fight yeah. in a tournament. Yeah. I, fucking Tim Wasana again, again, I'm not even going to fucking do the accent, but, like, the guy just is... Literally, he's just speaking phonetically. It's like, that happens in, like... That happens in Chinese movies. They get, like, an American that they kidnap. And, like, they make him speak Chinese and stuff. And it's like, it's not easy. I understand it. <laughs> English isn't the easiest language to speak. I understand. But you know what the Tell universal language is? The talons of the English. eagle. <laughs> Any movie that has just a montage is people just like making little claw things and yeah. punching trees. Yeah, going like, ah, I'm in. Ah, that's, that's, ah, that's, ah, two stars immediately. Yeah. This is a better training montage than most of the training montages we get because most of them are unwatchable. Yeah, but uh, and also we get it like in the first act. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, thought my file yeah. was fucked up for a while. Yeah, it's like no, it's <laughs> the end of the movie. No, how wrong I was. Damn, I got the thirty-five minute version. I won't. <laughs> but the thing is, it's important to understand like where that comes from in a martial arts discipline. For example, when they make that that claw, that's the same thing that Steve Odekirk used in uh, Kung Pao: Enter the Fist, where he was removing like those metal pyramids from like the body for. Uh, don't say period. Betty. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, right, yeah. All right, uh, we gotta... I can talk to you guys next time. Your pyramid has turned to fucking brainy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Hello? <laughs> Left. <laughs> Which, by the way, I gotta tell you, I, I found out my favorite character in that show, and it's Arnie. It has to be Arnie, because there's... There's nothing funnier than him being like, Hey Arnold, I have to talk to you about Lila. <laughs> <laughs> it all started because someone drew a fucked up picture of Arnold. Greg Barlow's like, what the fuck is this? We're turning him to a character. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god, the Joker invented Arnie? <laughs> 
the least political Hey Arnold character. Okay, sorry, this is gone. <laughs> Alright, so Stinky has fucking... <laughs> yeah, Alright, let's talk so about So they that. do their training like, yeah. alright, finally, you can infiltrate the Chinese drug game in Toronto by fighting in the Kumite. <laughs> yeah. Like, alright, sick, dude. And they roll up into an abandoned warehouse with a bunch of barrels lit on fire. And we're moving right up to three stars at that point. Yes, we are. We are. This is where we want to be. And we get yet another yeah. montage, which is also where you want to be. At the tournament, citation number three, Tyler and Michael impress Lee and end up saving him from being killed by a rival <laughs> Grand Boss. Lee invites the two to join his staff, therefore granting them access to his operation while undercover working <laughs> in security at Lee's illegal gambling facility. They discover that another undercover agent... Cassandra, Priscilla like, Barnes, has already infiltrated Lee's organization. They must then verify really if good. she has defected, is if she has reported to her. Commanding officer in three weeks. Michael determines Cassandra hasn't switched sides. Who gives a shit? All right. Could you imagine right? if, like, the plot of Enter the Dragon happened? Who is Priscilla Barnes? I was like, wow, I, I know you did so great. Oh, shit, I, I cannot her. believe you won this tournament. Yo, okay, so Priscilla Barnes, who plays uh, the girl, uh, she was in... She was in two things. She was in Three's Company. Apparently she was like a lead role in that. I didn't watch that because it was in the 80s. It was before my time. It was also it was on TV. But she was also in Parker's favorite movie, The Devil's Rejects. So, oh, yeah. Oh, fucking Christ. It's already having a bad enough time. The Devil's Retards. Whoa, Parker, we can't say that. We're <laughs> oh, my keep goodness. That, though. Anyway, so uh, there's a drug deal. And then uh, Beirut Steven Seagal is arrested. And, uh, the... Am I just not coming through? These are shenanigans. No, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, good. Alex, are you? Because uh, what I wanted I'm to here. point out right, sure. is like, take something like Mortal Kombat, Bloodsport, Enter the Dragon, any of these things. You go through all the training. You fire with through the tournament. You come out on top. You're like, wow, you did it. You're the champion. So you're gonna work at my nightclub now? It's like, what the fuck kind of prize is this? I mean, that isn't How that is basically just like Enter the, the Dragon? Like he would, in, he would like abduct super fighter prostitutes and he would make them like serve people tea. <laughs> That's your big prize. Like, wow, I can't believe you mastered this forbidden art. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, this is my girl. Uh, she rides with me. Anyone gives her any trouble, you kick them out. Like, what the fuck is what is this? How is there an hour of movie left? I don't know. You tell me. Oh. oh, well, you're the one reading the plot. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, I, I closed down. You just read I, it already. I clicked on Pan Quing Fu, and apparently he was in a, another movie that we're not going to watch. Yeah, it turns out this got a theatrical release in Canada. How come they get everything? So, uh, we go to James Hong's hideout where we find out there's a giant Ubermensch German goon, and I am, <laughs> I am very excited at this point because I know. Him and Billy Blanks have to fight to the death. There's no getting around it whatsoever. And then, uh, boy, uh, the second act of this movie just uh, really takes its time. Uh, not one, but two women show their breasts for this movie. Which best which part is of the a choice. Movie, yes. That's certainly a choice that they made. Yeah. Uh, German guy looks a lot like uh, Roddy Piper as Domaniac. Parker. Which I really enjoyed. That did a lot for me. Yeah, Parker. There is a... Uh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia here, and there is a section, a subsection of the Wikipedia that I'd like to read out loud. In uh, It's called Brazilian Parody. So, in 2007... Oh. <laughs> in 2007, the movie was featured in 
Tele Class, a comedic redubbing segment of Hermes e Renato's show on MTV Brazil. Tales of the Eagle, I guess they mean Talents of the Eagle, became Garras de Beitola, which means Talents of the Queer, in which the two main <laughs> characters were implied to be a couple who worked as bouncers in a Chinese-owned club. It is implied that Billy Blake's character was Pele. <laughs> Do you think this movie is popular enough there for them to reference it 15 years later and was like, oh my god, of course. I don't really think they have Talons laws in Eagle. Brazil, you know? I don't really think that's how they work. You know, they're in like a bunch of like a boat with a bunch of VHS tapes got lost and crashed in Brazil. They just had this movie. That'd be so sick. Yeah, there's like it's kind of like like Lord of the Rings. Like the ring went over the side of the boat. Smeagol and Deagle yeah. are fighting over the talents of the yeah. eagle. <laughs> oh man! So what happens? What next, happens Parker? here? A whole lot of nothing. Yeah. A whole lot of nothing, and then we get to the third act. Where uh, Billy Blanks absolutely will not keep his shirt on under any circumstances. <laughs> oh, God, no. We have a prolonged kitchen fight. We're like, all right, how's this going to end? It just ends with them taking a butcher's knife and slicing a guy's throat. <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck. That's not how I thought this movie was going to go. And then, uh, oh, my God, we get the martial arts master. Uh, say his name for me again. Uh, that is uh, Long Sucked. Uh, wait, uh, Pan yep. Kung Fu. Thank you for saying that so I didn't have to. Um, he shows up and some dude starts throwing ninja stars at him in the middle of a packed nightclub uh, a lot of just a giant clan of uh, Chinese businessmen and also large Canadian rousedowers start throwing <laughs> down <laughs> that's all happening in the background and then fucking shirtless Billy Blanks fights very large German man and uh, eagle-eyed viewers will know that a a guy who can barely walk with a ponytail and a shirtless guy are actually how this podcast started all these years ago. <laughs> that's actually, yeah, that's actually... <laughs> you kind of nailed it there, yeah. Like, I was definitely having my doubts, like, this is getting pretty boring. I might have really whiffed this one. And then Billy Blanks, like, walks up the stairs and then the German man turns the corner holding a giant barrel over his head like Donkey Kong and screams <laughs> at him and throws it. I was like, oh, man, me of little faith. <laughs> this movie's really good. Hell yeah, dude. And then we, uh, Ponytail Guy, a.k.a. Tiger Claws Guy, is fighting James Hong on the roof. Yeah. And oh, some poor guy's sure. having to be James Hong's stunt double for the entire third act of the movie, basically. <laughs> you know he wasn't getting paid twice, just like Josh oh, was. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, the two large men, uh, German Man and Billy Blanks, are fighting shirtless in a parking lot. Um, they're hitting each other with chains, and the saxophone is going absolutely apeshit the oh, entire God, time. So much. It's... It is oppressive almost almost like the 21 gun salute please don't play it again i can't find it uh we get a staple that i love with all my heart in these movies which is very large man getting kicked into pile of cardboard boxes and you're supposed to think he's dead i lied no <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and um the fight continues um the big bad guy just is like fuck this and gets in a car and tries to run over billy blanks and the movie ends in truly the best way possible, where a uh, large German man crashes the car, the second it touches the other car, it explodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's another th fucking bit that's batting a thousand in movies. Oh, yeah. I, you sure, don't even get out... 
you don't even get out the one Mississippi. It's what? And then it's just on fire immediately. <laughs> and then the our two heroes meet uh, as the sun's coming up. Do the Eagle Talon high five, freeze frame credits, and an original song about Eagle Talon's plays over <laughs> Yes. It's <laughs> I incredibly forgot good. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I... This is the kind of movie I miss. Like, this is such a long-forgotten era where you get these dead-behind-the-eye ponytail and flat-top buff dudes. You compare that to the fucking CW ghouls we got afterwards? No, no, no. no. We have to go back. Like, now we get these little fucking twinky little Spider-Men. I, I don't like it. I want large guys who sound like they cannot talk, who have learned, who are given one line of dialogue per scene and have to rehearse it over and over and over and over and over. And then they go on frame, stumble it out, and then they get a sex scene for some reason. That's what I want. <laughs> yes. That is what I'm missing. Need... This is such a beautiful era of film that's just lost forever. We, we just need more big dudes. That's If you have enough big dudes, the problem solves itself, right? Yeah, we... There's right. a shortage of big guys. Scott Atkins is getting old. Right. Yeah. Michael Jai White's getting up there. We, at Who least are we, we got, seeing now? Oh, we got the Jack Reacher guy. And, well, uh, yeah, that's that's true. He's very large. Yeah, you can keep your fucking Timothy Chalamet. I want someone that just looks like a brick shithouse that cannot speak English. Jason Momoa, start working out again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get right on that. God, I need to watch more Reacher. <laughs> I'm gonna be a this thing about big bowler. dudes fighting. Yeah. Uh, the question I'll leave you with is, who in our canon uh, would win in a Kuma take? And my money is on uh, Shooter McGavin from the faculty after the aliens take over. No, I mean you couldn't even win a golf tournament because it's a scrub. Uh when he's got the alien power, that man's a menace. I look. I okay. Hold on. Healthy, Jackson. He would have won if <laughs> it's not his fault. <laughs> Speaking of some weapons and some coaches and a defense yeah. <laughs> and a different team entirely, yeah. different logos and fans yeah. and a different stadium. Yeah, he... And also they get five downs and the other team only gets four. Yeah, but these would yeah. be really good. You just wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three thirty in the fucking. Look, it's okay. It's okay. This week is painless because nobody finds out they have to watch anything. Yeah. Hey, and think about it that way, huh? I didn't um, think about it at all. <laughs> 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 Alright, look uh, for, for the listeners that are curious to our, our plans for the game of games this year it's going to be uh, left. it's going to be a little bit simpler it's going to be very, very focused on you know, just playing the hits, such as the pyramid um, but uh, what we're going to be doing is rather than drafting teams the way we were before, we're going to pick three teams each week, and uh, your goal is to get each of your teams to win a game in the NFL season if you get all 32 teams done, you escape the pyramid and you get all the riches. However, if you pick a team and they lose, it goes to minus one and then you need two wins for that team. So it's 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 not just going to be like a layup. And, uh, you know, we're going to pick three teams each week unless, you know, 
some special events happen during that week. Um, and uh, every week when we when we tabulate the scores, we're gonna um, we're gonna come up with a winner for the week, and that person is gonna pick which of the three of us watches an episode of a TV show from a list of several that will be revealed very shortly. Um, but the thing is, that person's not just gonna watch the next episode of that show, whatever that show is that they haven't seen. It's just gonna be episode two of whatever show they get assigned from this group and we're just going to try and round robin talk about some shows in a way that is extremely confusing for us uh we have some thoughts for what those shows are going to be again that'll be revealed in due time but uh right now guys just uh we're just each picking three winners this week you pick the same as other people if you want just three teams you think are going to win the week i like and remember this. you got to get you got to get everybody across the finish line like that's that's all you got to do just uh uh, but uh, you know, once you got somebody in the positive, there's you know no re- no reason to use them again. So make sure to uh, think laterally with your picks. I think there's gonna be a lot of crossover on week one. Yeah, I have a feeling. Man. Yeah. Uh, all right, you guys. You get, how do you want to do it? You guys want to like write them down and read them all at once, or what are we doing? Just, I don't uh, care. I'm gonna speak for all three of us. Uh, whoever's playing the Cardinals, uh, <laughs> that, that would be the Washington Commanders, list. who is one of mine. Yeah, that will be one of mine. Uh, <laughs> I, I will not go with that. I because it's funnier if there's more variety. Uh, my first pick is I, I gotta take the my Eagles over those oh, dirty over the little Pats. Patriots. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's see here. Um, well, good thing is the Eagles have uh, nothing but uh, hard games after this. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. uh, oh, I'll take uh, Buffalo. Buffalo against the Jets. Yeah, might be. I, I don't know. Some people. Yeah, a couple people are like, ah, maybe that's a tougher matchup than usual. But uh, still, New York. And uh, I'll let you guys. I'll do my last. All right, I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings. They are playing the Bucks, and uh, good luck with Baker Mayfield. I forgot no, Baker starting. I will time. take the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> 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 My strategy revealed. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you guys pick. Uh, them. I'll, I want them. Even, I'm just going to follow Alex's picks all the time. <laughs> there are worse ways to play. <laughs> all right. Let's be honest. I'm also taking the Commanders and the Vikings. But I will just throw down week one on my boys. Cool. And we will see where this goes. Let's fucking go! I'm so ready for all three of us to lose with the Vikings somehow. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier. That, that would own, dude. That would be fucking great. <laughs> It'd be really funny. Yeah. Oh. At home? Oh, it'd be so good. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, we'd be having a bad time, but I know someone who'd be having a much worse time, and I will let him know all about it. <laughs> Uh, I'll take I'll take the Atlanta Falcons for my third team. I am not afraid of the, the Panthers. Put a gun to my head, ask me to name AQB on the Panthers. It's gonna take me a while till I get to Darnold. Is he still there? He's on the Niners. I thought oh they, my God, who is might, on the Panthers? Dude, he a... might start for the Niners. There's a lot of buzz about it. <laughs> they have Purdy's bad. We're getting Darnold, dude. Yeah, they apparently they got, really like him. Yeah, they got the rookie, dude. Oh yeah, the, the oh, Panthers have Bryce Young. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm sure he'll be. Uh, Atlanta! Can I do, take two picks for Atlanta? <laughs> uh, you're, our, you're our picks, Chris. No, you I'm, already I'm, took the, the... Oh, yeah, I wouldn't want to be ridiculous. Though. Adam Thielen? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's news to me. Hey, hey did you I see know. the backup quarterback is yet? <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> I uh, do not fear the Panthers. <laughs> I'll keep that filed away for the next. You know what? Wait, hold up, hold up. Wait, yeah, Hold up, hold up, hold up. Alex, <laughs> am I able to rescind one of my picks, or am I locked? Yeah, in? sure, go ahead. Okay. No, you're good. Who did I pick? <laughs> you have the Eagles, the Vikings, the Bills. <laughs> you know what? I I don't trust my Bills. Uh, Josh Allen hasn't proven himself yet in this league. I, I'm going to take. I, I'm going to take an established <laughs> team, a team that's that's won consistently, won more Super Bowls than anyone else. My Detroit Lions. Hell yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah, taking them so Parker can't take them. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Piece of shit. That's right. Week two's around the corner. Let me tell you. I'm so ready oh for. My- for Detroit to get dog dicked by Kansas City just so you can pick the Lions every week for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. Alright, Milo, I need six wins Cut in my before Lions. That. <laughs> and that's the tea, sis.